laurels for spring. Groundbreaking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Voltaire, hair. I would personally like to learn about Voltaire. Okay, Christine. Ladybird. Is that your given name? Yeah. Why is it in quote? Well, I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Okay. Take it away, Ladybird. You want to know how I got these scars? I. I quit. I quit. <laughs> Everybody wants to party with Aretha because I'm sexy and chubby, man. I have such doubts. <laughs> All right, welcome. Episode 11 of Movie Time with Ann Gennari. Coming off the high of a great episode 10 with our, <laughs> <laughs> with our special guest, our sister. Um, let's get right into uh, our first segment. What have we watched this week? Uh, Ariana, Lovecraft um, Country? Yeah, still watching Lovecraft Country, which I said I wasn't going to talk about till the end. But I just wanted to say that last week there was kind of like a standalone episode with this one actress, Jamie Chung. And I don't think she's acted in much before. She was actually a reality TV star, but she was an incredible actress. And I think most people were agreeing that it was the best episode of the season so far. And I hope that she gets roles in upcoming movies or TV shows. So wanted to highlight that. Um, I watched Never Been Kissed <laughs> after I finished 10 Things I Hate About You because it came up as suggested. And I watched it like a really long time ago when I was way too young to watch Wait, it. Wait, is this at Aunt Tree's? Our, our, our great Aunt Tree. <laughs> she, going over her house, like we wa- I remember we both watched, this is the last time I've seen that movie, mm-hmm. was when we were like, I don't know, seven, eight. I, I don't know how old we were. And I just remember like whenever I go over to my great aunt or we go over to our great aunt's house, the amount of food you consume is like absurd. I remember she had like the cheese balls and the big fucking tub. But yeah, I remember that's the last time I watched it too. Was it good? Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's a sad movie. It's kind of like Carrie if it was not a horror movie a little bit. Um definitely like inappropriate for <laughs> like an eight-year-old or whenever we watched it um mm. molly shannon's in it mm, um what's his name john c Riley, who actually john. like he, he looks that. pretty cute in that yeah he was really? young, way younger yeah i thought he was pretty attractive um, who's her love interest uh, he's not really he's hot he's like a blonde let me see he's not someone i i really think you would know from anything else though so. i remember because I, I saw when i finished 10 things i hate about you i did see that too i'm like oh it's interesting drew barrymore is really lovable i hate um, her as an i hate her cadence of her talking though like the I her, like her little lispy voice yeah i don't like michael it, yeah. his name is michael varton oh uh, yeah i don't know that he kind of looks very sharp as he's aged he's got sharp features but um it's just i something i like it's just weird to think about the things you pick up on when you're young and like you think it's weird like part of the story is that she pretends to date her brother while she's in high school and like i just always thought that that was weird when i was a kid i'm like she's pretending oh, to i don't fuck even remember her brother. yeah i don't even remember that <laughs> but altogether a really good movie i really enjoyed watching that after and it felt very nostalgic coupled with 10 things i hate about you and then last night I actually went to the drive-in to see Rocky Horror primarily, which we watch every year. But I saw Little Shop of Horror for the first time. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? I mean, I'm not gonna lie; it's kind of hard to like pay attention to the m- 
movie like when you're at the drive-in because like the yeah. sound was kind of muted because we were sitting outside of the car it was fine i hate the plant like I, it really creeps me out i don't like its voice <laughs> <laughs> feed me seymour <Yeah. laughs> it reminded me of going to see you guys in the musical <laughs> like it reminded me of our friend courtney cotter shout out to her if she's listening to this but i actually yeah. haven't seen the full movie uh i know like i know i mean i was in the show in in high school so i know the soundtrack i do love the soundtrack soundtrack's great yeah the sound's pretty the soundtrack's pretty catchy i'm not like a huge musical person so i wasn't like dying to see it but it was it was fun mm. how was rocky horror at the drive-in it was okay like it was it actually did they have the stage the movie went by way faster they did yeah. they were so far away that like you couldn't see them yeah. um and then there's like a group of people in front of us who seem to like know the lines the and things like that. Stuff. But Ian was like <laughs> throwing certain things that I'm like, don't throw like the, a full roll of paper. Wait, did you guys get, did, you, did he bring you the props? Yeah, we only did like uh, half of them, but I'm like, listen, don't throw the toilet paper. No one else is no one. <laughs> doing that. Like we threw the rice and the confetti. Yeah, if you but, don't know about Rocky Horror, it's like, it's obviously a cult classic and we see it every year at the Riviera here in Buffalo. And there's a, like the entire movie is basically based on audience participation. So there's like things you throw, there's, you know, sayings that you yell out, but yeah, mm-hmm. the dry, obviously with COVID, we couldn't go see the Riviera. So um, I think, uh, yeah, Ariana and our friend Ian went to see it at the drive-in. So yeah, I, mi- I miss doing it in person. Like that's one of the most fun events all year. So it was mm-hmm. kind of highly recommend if you, if you have not gone. Riviera sponsor us. We're giving yeah, you a free ad right here. The pod, <laughs> Support your local queens. <laughs> um, so I finished Cobra Kai, the series. I mean, like I said, it's very predictable, cheesy, but it's good. Like if you're a fan of Karate Kid and you're a fan of like the stunts and stuff, I mean, it's fantastic. There are, they are coming out with another season next year uh, in January. I watched Lakeview Terrace. Ariana, you see like Vitor. Uh. <laughs> Samuel Jackson, Kerry Washington, Patrick Wilson. So fucking good. I mean, it's <laughs> it's on Netflix right now. Highly Patrick recommend Wilson. watch that. Patrick Wilson's in a hundred movies, but just not famous. But but also like so unmemorable in every yeah, movie. Just very generic. But I love him. Kerry uh, Washington. Yeah. I love her. She was great yeah. recently in uh Little Fires Everywhere. I want her to, to have some more roles as well. Uh, I, I am rewatching I Survived. This show, okay. <laughs> me and Ariana and Allie, I think, grew up watching this show. It used to be on like A&E. It's basically yeah. a story about every episode, it's three people who have gone through some sort of extraordinary like near-death experience. Usually like two that are like assaults or like rapes or, you know, something like <laughs> something, te- yeah. something terrible. And then like the third is usually like a natural disaster type or like out in the wilderness type. It's so good. I mean, it's very traumatizing for sure. I mean, these people are like going, like people are stabbed a hundred times and like, oh yeah, I, li- I, some, I, I lived 1% chance I could live. Uh, but really good show. It's on Lifetime. I'm watching the full episodes on Lifetime right now. Um, but if you don't have like a cable subscription, I think you can find some episodes on YouTube. And you can probably find them somewhere You can find them easily. with some other illegal activity that we do not endorse here at the pod but you could find it there i'm sure but great show uh and then i asked on instagram if i should watch game of thrones or breaking bad and breaking bad was the winner by it was like 70 to 30 around Ooh. there <laughs> i like i i just don't know i mean i want to do a rewatch but 
I mean, I might just end up doing both. Why don't you just do both? Like, really, stop being yeah. such a baby and just do both. It's just, it's just very, it's involved. It's very. It's long. really. I honestly don't know what people are talking about when they think the first episode is slow. He literally like starts cooking meth the first. It's episode. not slow. I, I've tried start. I've tried watching it. It's just like sometimes when I start a show that I know like how involved it is, I'm like. Uh, I gotta, you know, I gotta get into it. I gotta do, you know. Sometimes that's like my feeling when I when I start a first episode. So well, it sounds like, like you just don't want to watch Breaking Bad. No, I, I do, I do. <laughs> Whatever. Stop um, forcing the Walter White to happen. <laughs> All right, so that's that's it for what we've watched this week. Uh, on to movie news. Zendaya makes history and becomes the youngest actress to win an Emmy. So this is not movie news, but she won for a performance in Euphoria. I didn't, I never watched Euphoria. Didn't you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. I. Did she deserve the Emmy? Yeah, I mean, she definitely was a great. Like, she was the star of the show. I have mixed feelings about that show because I don't. It was visually really compelling, but it was. It's like Degrassi on HBO, essentially. Mm, like, Degrassi, it's not though. like very. There's some things about it that are, are I, I would say, have some depth to them, but it's kind of hard to, for me to think of that as like a serious acting show in a lot of ways. But she did play a role of someone who is struggling with drug addiction, and uh, I think she rightfully won. She's also just like Zendaya's, like so pretty. <laughs> she's basically like the most gorgeous woman. Yeah, she's ever. really attractive. Um, this movie, I mean, it's got some actors that I am fucking mm-hmm. in love with. Supernova movie starring the Tuchmeister, Stanley Tucci, and Colin Firth to be released in November. Sam and Tusker, partners for 20 years, travel across England reuniting with friends and family. Two years earlier, Tusker was diagnosed with early onset dementia. I mean, who plays Tusker? Who plays the one with dementia? I, I want to say Firth, right? Colin Firth, yeah. I am so fucking excited for this movie. It, I mean, I could tell it's an automatic tearjerker. It's going to uh, be good. And we Tuchmeister want- and Firth, I mean... We all love Stanley Tucci in like a, a gay role, frankly. Yeah, we love Stanley Tucci in a <laughs> gay role. Demolores Prada reprise. We love Stanley Tucci just in every in every role. I I fucking love him. He's like my favorite. Yeah, I love Tucci. Him and Giamatti are like my underdog like favorite movies. Our favorite actors. Like not like they're not like mainstream. They're very like every role they're in. It's never like they're never the, the star, but they're always. They're always so fucking good at every in every movie that they do. They're gonna get um, some awards for this. I feel I like. Hope. I hope. They don't fu- I hope it doesn't get. Fu- oh, it's, it's coming out soon. Released in November. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Um, Yara Shahidi, star of ABC's Blackish, has been cast as Tinkerbell for Disney's live-action Peter Pan. I mean, I like the casting. I just don't care about Peter Pan. Like, how many Peter Pan movies are we gonna do or adaptations? I don't, this is just like another, it just feels like an underuse of all of this, this casting, because I just don't have faith in the Disney franchise anymore to carry out live action movies. All of them have either been mediocre or bad. Mm. And I'm like, stop wasting these actors and like, give them some actual good roles. Like, I mean, it's good in terms of exposure, in terms of a lot of people are going to see it, but like, usually the writing's bad. <laughs> like it's the acting's usually pretty bad. Like I don't know, but but if they do a Hercules, I want to see a Hercules. <sighs> I do like action. Peter Pan, but Peter Pan has also had. They had Hook like, though. Other, Hook was so yeah, good. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be easier to pull this one off. I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, cool with the casting. It's just like I don't really care about another fucking. I'm just over Disney. So <sighs> yeah. 
um, Miles Teller, Chris Hemsworth, and Journey Smollett to star in Netflix That's movie Spiderhead. <laughs> Why do you make everything like a French accent? Smollett. Um, to star in Netflix movie Spiderhead. The film was an adaptation of a George Saunders short story that first ran the New York the New Yorker and was later included in the author's book, 10th of December. It unfolds in the near future and follows two convicts who are housed in a facility run by a doctor who experiments on inmates with powerful drugs that alter emotions. So we've got like two more big Netflix movies that we're going to talk about soon. I mean, Netflix is kind of, they're stepping their game up with big budget, like not only big budget movies, but like they're trying to get, they're trying to fucking take over the Oscars, I think. And like, not to say that this movie is going to be like that, but some of the movies that we're going to talk about, I mean, they're, they're, they're coming with some good, some good fucking films in the future too. Like the black Western, I think is going to be on Netflix too. Like they've got some good projects. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good timing since the theater is kind of like not a thing right now. Um, I don't really, it sucks because I really like Journey Smollett. She's in Lovecraft Country and she's one of my favorite characters. I like Miles Teller. He's great. He's here and there for me. Some more, I think I've heard in real life he's a douchebag. So I could see that. So then like I, I'm turned off by him, but I mean like I like him in um, War Dogs, obviously, Whiplash. I mean, I like him in pretty much everything. So like I'm torn, but I, I mean, I like him. Chris Hemsworth. Can Love he act? Hemsy. Can he act, though? I don't know. <laughs> but this movie kind of sounds bad to me. Like, well, it doesn't sound like it's going to be good. I don't know how well, to Well, yeah, because it. it's an action movie, probably. Yeah, you're not going to like, gonna like that. So, I'm probably not, not going to watch it. It's not for you. George Clooney returning as a leading man in Netflix film The Midnight Sky to debut in December. Vanity Fair reports... Uh, that Clooney plays scientist Augustine Lofthouse at a great name at a remote Arctic research station on a post-apocalyptic planet. He's also dying of cancer <laughs> while trying to take care of a child. Kaylin Springall is her name, uh, the real in real life for the actress's name, who stowed away during the outpost evacuation. Now Lofthouse has an even harder task ahead of him as he tries to stop an exploratory vessel no. turning from one of Jupiter's moons from coming back because there's nothing left on Earth for them. I'm excited for this. I no, love sci-fi. I hate that every movie is like a space. Every George Clooney movie is a space movie. It's two. Like, it's, he's only had gravity in this one. We love yeah, George but Clooney. recently I love him, but this is like a mouth. First of all, who named Lofthouse? What is it like the Cookie Bird? <laughs> Augustine Lofthouse. Um, <laughs> this sounds like too much. I'm also He's actually, dying of cancer. <laughs> I'm worried that the Netflix. So like Netflix doesn't. I mean, they've got have done big but big budget films. Don't get me wrong, but some sometimes I get worried like when we get into like these crazy effects and stuff that they're not going to have the budget to do it or it's not going to look good. I hope it looks good. I'm excited. I love fucking Clooney. Like, whatever. Mm, I'm going to watch it. It's, it's on Netflix. It's so easy to watch. It's right on Netflix. Well, yeah, but we we were going to do that Not other movie. And I, I want to see how still. the... Maybe. I want to see how the reviews are of this before I watch it. Because like I said, already the plot, I hate any... I'm really... Uh, I, I'm averse to post-apocalyptic movies. I think they're so played out. Like, Book of Eli? they need to stop. What? Did you see Book of Eli? No, wait. The only one that's good is with Will Smith. <laughs> oh, I, I, leg- I am legend. Yeah, I am legend. I am legend. Yeah, but I just am like, ugh, sounds like too much. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. Um, the Trial of the Chicago 7 coming to Netflix in October. I think pretty, I think early October. 
written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, known for West Wing, Social Network, A Few Good Men, Moneyball. I mean, he's in he's in done a ton of shit, written or directed. Uh, cast includes Michael Keaton, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, JGL, which we'll talk about on our review, Eddie Redmayne, who I kind of hate, and uh, Frank Langella. Uh, the film is based on the infamous 1969 trial of seven defendants charged by the federal government with conspiracy and more, arising from the counterculture protests in Chicago at the 1968 Democratic National Convention. The trial transfixed the nation and sparked a conversation about mayhem intended to undermine the U.S. government. Thoughts? Uh, I'm also just like, why yeah. is Joseph Gordon-Levitt in like every sort of government conspiracy movie, like Snowden? And <laughs> oh, I forgot he was Snowden. Um, it seems okay. I don't know. It's gonna be good. We're gonna watch it. I'll probably watch it. Okay. Well, We're I'll probably. Pro- I feel watch like we it. should probably review this, considering it's a new movie. I don't know if Aaron Sorkin's <laughs> my guy. I'm gonna say that. I know he's Social good, Network? but I don't know if he's. Don't get me started on that. The best movie in the last. <laughs> <laughs> not a thing we read it or mariana you read a, a what did you read somebody what was the website that did it what the top 20 movies didn't you say you were no it was like one of t- my friends who said oh. that and i, and I oh. took i took major offense if you're listening you know who you are i took major offense that that's the best movie of the past 20 years it's a great but movie but it's not even close to the best movie last no time. it's absolutely it absolutely would never be on that list for me it would be maybe in like the top 30 or something i'd have to like come up i would not i would not i would not think twice about that movie to put it on any list that i've ever it's i would disagree with that movie i would disagree with that but it's not even cl- it's not, it doesn't even break the top 15 of best movies yeah it's certainly not the best movie in the past 20 years but i mean I, I can't say that i can name like 15 movies right off the top of my head that are better but if you gave me time i could i can already think of movies that are better I mean, 1917 like 1917 parasite uh, no Country for Old Men. Uh, get Out. Get Out. Midsommar. I, I mean, these, it gets destroyed. Um, so, yeah. What a, anyways, you got off a tangent. I'm excited for that movie. Uh, they've got Sorkin behind it, which he's proven. So, in a good cat. I mean, they got Keaton. They I got like Keaton. Keaton. I think he's kind of attractive in sort of a washed out kind of way. <laughs> kind, of a, <laughs> kind of a disgusting kind of he's way. He's kind of decrepit. <laughs> He's got his. He's having his renaissance, his Kitanaissance. So. What we well, he already had it with yeah, with the Birdman. Bird also, another movie that will be above the Social Network. Spotlight. Frankly. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, Spotlight will be above it too. Uh, Whiplash. Um, Spotlight. Can... Spotlight's better than Social Network, I think. Eh, actually, maybe not. It might be like the same. No, tier. it's less entertaining. Yeah, it's sure. definitely less entertaining. Um, all right, so that's that's it with movie news. Let's get on to the review this week. Chosen by the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, a poll of like four movies that we were considering. Double All the Time got like one vote. Um, I, I mean, I heard it's kind of, it's the new movie. We obviously want to review new movies, but we also don't want to like remove, review movies that like nobody really cares about. I so. feel like it was just kind of like middle of the road. Like I don't. Yeah. yeah. Still, I still want to watch it. And one of our friends said that don't bother watching it, but he's, <laughs> his, his opinion, Ian. Oh, Ian said don't bother. Yeah, well, said, we can't trust Ian yeah. on everything. So, um, but uh, I think Science of the Lambs was second, which I think we're going to re- we are going to review closer to Halloween time. Uh, and then her was on the list, which got some good votes too, which eventually we will we will review. Um, but this was the winner, far and away. Ten things I hate about you. A brisk hundred minutes. Um, available to stream on Disney minutes. Plus. 
97. <laughs> I, I rounded up. Um, it's on <clears> Disney <throat> Plus, which is like undercover. You wouldn't think it's on Disney yeah. Plus. So if you're trying to watch it um, and you have Disney Plus, it is on there. Um, 10 Things I Hate About You was a 1999 uh, American romantic comedy film directed by Jill Lunger, Junger or Gil Junger, Younger. <laughs> it doesn't matter because he's not. He has not directed anything else. Okay. That's, that's important. He's just nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and starring Julia Stiles, Heath Ledger, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Larissa Olyanik, Olnick, and don't forget about David Crumholtz. Um, okay, David Crumholtz is also <laughs> iconic in this. Uh, yes. The screenplay written by Karen McCullough Lutz and Chris, Kirsten Smith is a modernization of. William Shakespeare's late 16th century comedy, The Taming of the Shrew, retold in the late 1990s American high school setting, uh, released in March on March 31st, 1999. Number two at the box office during its opening weekend behind only The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Uh, moderate financial and critical success, breakthrough role for Styles, Ledger, and uh, Gordon Levitt, nominated <laughs> for various teen-oriented awards. Um, so yeah, let's get in. Let's get into this movie. I mean, we both love this movie. We've seen it a few times each. Uh, mm-hmm. So like, it's gonna be it's gonna be positive. But it's not a big. It wasn't a big note taking movie for me. Like there wasn't yeah. a ton of notes to take. But there's some there's some like funny things to talk about. Um, so movie starts out. It's revolving. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's basically like the main one of the main protagonists. Uh, he arrives at Padua High School in Seattle. Uh, and he's sitting with the guidance counselor, Allison Janney. Forget she's in this. <laughs> Forgot it was uh, Al- yeah, yeah, Allison Janney. I was trying and to she this. and uh, basically she like this. She's like this weird horny like guidance counselor. Like, whenever <laughs> for some reason she's like writing like a erotic novel. Um, whenever she's talking with the students, uh, but she basically is welcoming. He's a military brat. He's been to a bunch of schools, and he's gonna get walked around by David Crumholtz, <laughs> who is a forty-year-old in a eighteen-year-old's body. Um, <laughs> and basically, David Crumholtz is, is walking him around, walking him around the school, introducing him to all the cliques. You know, the popular mm-hmm. kids, the uh, the Rastafarians, um, the cowboys. You know. All, Basically, all the, you know, all the clicks, and he gazes on to Bianca Stratford, and they instantly love. First of all, just upon beginning of this movie, the, the campus is insane. I mean, this this school campus is fucking well. The it's Seattle. I know. Well, I mean, there could be reasons for that that are tying it to, like Shakespeare. I studied english but i am no shakespeare scholar so i don't really know the direct comparisons but i i mean just generally throughout the movie they did a really nice job i thought of giving little nods to shakespeare and also some direct directly quoting some lines also just doing some shakespeare shakespeare themes i thought it was kind of fun the way that they incorporated it yeah so um you know he gazed upon bianca he's instantly in love with her we then cut to uh the stratford home uh cat you know, you're introduced, you're introduced to Kat Strafford, Julia Stiles. I think she's like driving. They, they show her like a quick, mm-hmm. quick clip of her driving, like playing some angry indie music. Uh, and then we cut to her home. Uh, she gets accepted into Sarah Lawrence, which is like a prestigious mm-hmm. liberal arts college in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and her father wants her to stay home. Her father is Larry Miller, who also <laughs> is in um, Princess Diaries, Frida and Kalu. Um, I'll call them Frida and Kahlo. <laughs> so he's extremely strict. He's an OBGYN. Uh, always talking about like teen pregnancy and stuff. He doesn't want any either of them to date 
and and because it, it comes up in conversation that Bianca uh, is getting wooed by uh, by Joey Donner, who he's hot, right? Like, is Joey Donner hot? I find him not attractive. Like, I don't know how to explain it. He's like, hot. He just, okay, you I, he can. I'll take a Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'll take a fucking David Crumholtz over him. <laughs> David Crumholtz. Anyways, yeah, he's like the he's like the popular school douche, mm-hmm. um, and he's like he wants to. But he basically wants Bianca because she's a virgin. Yeah, he wants to deflower her because yeah. he's a creep. Yeah. So like they don't want uh, the father doesn't want either of them to date, but he makes a rule that as soon as Cat dates, that Bianca can date because basically he's thinking Cat is a hates everybody and she's never gonna date, so Bianca's never gonna date. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cameron is faking being a french tutor and he's tutoring bianca because we found out that she needs a tutor and she reveals this new rule to him and it motivates him and michael to find somebody uh willing to date him so that's when we are willing to date julia sorry styles julia styles cat so (laughs) side side note when i was watching this movie all i was thinking about was julia styles and say the last dance did we talk (laughs) about this we well, talked about, about, about I love I mean, first of all I love Say the Last Dance as a movie but her Carrie Washington's in that as well um I her dancing is so bad like oh, she's yeah, doing, yeah just just a side note there but I, I just kept thinking about that movie while I was watching her no eyebrows as well the the um yeah I was gonna say her appearance in this movie is definitely she's not the, her best what? I think she's cute, but she just has no. She had eyebrows. I think it would change. It's very nice. Like it's super on the cusp of early. Nine, two, yeah, yeah, it's very nineties, two thousands, early two thousands aesthetic, which is a bad, which was a bad time for everyone. A lot of mid drifts, like a lot of you know low low rise pants, which are making a comeback. Mm-hmm. But she's um, very. I find her energy very attractive, though. Like yes, her character was very like an attractive character. Um, I loved her character in this, just just in general. So she. That's yeah. Anything? Nope, no words. Well, I was just gonna say, just comp- <laughs> I was thinking about comparing this as a movie, as a romantic movie, as compared to The Notebook, where this movie you really get a feel for who these characters are. In The Notebook, it mm-hmm. was literally like two void pe- people <laughs> devoid of, of personalities who just wanted to fuck, and then like that was the movie. But <laughs> licking and moaning on the fucking streets in 1950. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, two birds. <laughs> two birds flying around. Um, so then you're introduced to Heath Ledger, uh, Patrick Verona. So Cameron, <laughs> so Cameron and uh, Dave Crumholtz are. I'm gonna just intersperse like the actual character names with the actors. Hmm. I, that's all what I always do. But they're like, oh well, maybe we can get him to date Cat, uh, and we can have this rich Joey Donner, since hmm. he wants to get with Bian- Bianca, he can pay uh, Verona to date him. So basically, mm-hmm. they they come up with that whole that whole scheme, and Patrick's in, Heath Ledger's in. He's like, all right, I'll do it. Um, the one thing that I found interesting was that the initial price to put her, take her on a date was twenty bucks. That, yeah. I mean, in twenty twenty, that doesn't even cover your. I mean, I guess it, I actually brought it to my roommate Jake. I'm like, he's like, well, what if you go to coffee? I'm like, okay, if you go to coffee, that would cover the date, but there's no profit with there. It's like, okay, you, what is your profit of ten bucks? Well, he, that's why he, bar- he bargains. I know, he bargains, but like that's a terrible opening price. I mean, I guess 1990 might have been a lot cheaper, but I mean, yeah, you have to account for that. Like in high school, if someone's like, here's 20 bucks or something, yeah. it's pretty good. But yeah, he yeah. bargains. He knows that it's a ripoff. 
so <laughs> <laughs> so he bargains i think he gets it up to like 50 or something 50 um, or 75 or something yeah no, 50. 50, 50, he gets 50. It to 50 yeah so 50 for the date um and basically that starts patrick trying to get with cat he's trying to I mean, very briefly he's like he just basically starts stalking her pretty much and just um and coming up to her wanting to you know wanting to woo her get her on a date so finally he said there's this party that's going to have bogey lowenstein why is his name bogey lowenstein wait a minute can we at least talk about the scene where oh, yeah. <laughs> um what's his name in the movie david crumholtz michael he like crashes his bike into the lawn like well <laughs> I was gonna do that too. Okay, so we're going back. Yeah, we're going back. Sorry, I'm going to like, the main plot points, but like, yeah. So there's like a scene. It's the first day of school after he like introduces Cameron <laughs> to everybody, and then they like, go to the parking lot, just kind of giving some more insight on the characters. I think they're in the parking lot, and for some reason, like David Cromwell is on his bike, and then like he for some reason like something happens in the parking lot where they like he drives down the uh, he basically falls down the hill on his bike. And it's just like the most pointless scene ever. Yeah, it like, like does nothing. Like I don't know what it did for. Like the he movie, doesn't get injured. So he doesn't right, get so. any popularity from it. He just like falls down the the hill. He gets up, and then everyone cheers him, and that's it. That's literally it. Very stupid scene. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give you that. I forgot <laughs> that about that. Character is really ridiculous, though, so it kind of makes sense. Love like, me some. Yeah, he's literally a forty-year-old and eighteen-year-old body. Um, yeah. So, one thing I also want to mention is Bianca's like not that she's just like not that like not mm-hmm. stunning like to be like somebody who look at her and be like i'm instantly in love i don't know i just found that also i believed it for cameron. like cameron like he seemed yeah. like the kind of like sap who would like think that like the generic attractive girl is like the most interesting one in the school mm-hmm. um yeah. but yeah she's kind of just like meh to yeah me. so then um patrick convinces uh cat to go to the party well um, Let's talk about, I mean, the scene where he goes to the the all-women's club, basically. Oh, is that before <laughs> this? Before. Oh, yeah, it was before yeah, this. Okay. He, he's got to try harder, and he's like, okay, I got to Oh, yeah, go. so so um, I think before, do they, do they raid her house before that, too, Cameron and Bianca? Yeah. Yeah, I okay, so that's also, an, uh, that's also a scene I brought up some notes on. I'm like, so... <laughs> So like Cameron and Bianca are like working together to get Kat a date because she wants a date. So he takes them to her to into her room and he gives her like the he gives her you know the concert tickets, her reading list, so he can like basically know her likes and and, and uh, interests. And then they fixate on these mm-hmm. the black underwear in the which are just generic. They're not even la- they're not even lingerie. They keep saying, "Oh, yeah. it's black lingerie," and it's like literally like a spandex, like like a almost like a sports <laughs> a training bra. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like it doesn't. And they're like, "Oh, she wants to have sex because she has black lingerie." I'm like it's not even. First of all, it's not even lingerie. It's just like underwear. And like, why is that like yeah. an, an indication of sex? So it's that's like not. A, that's like, <laughs> like if, big... it was, if it was like a really nice set of lingerie you'd be like oh like she obviously wants to wear that for someone but like a literal pair of just black underwear yeah. it's like okay <laughs> it wasn't even it was nothing so so yeah i'm I, sorry i skipped ahead so then they go he he shows up to like this all girl like fem feminist indie club that plays like only <laughs> only feminist punk rock indie bands and she's like impressed that he knows the knowledge and that he's you know that he likes it or whatever um and so so then she he convinces her or like basically gets her to say wait 
before you go to the, before you go to the party. Well, just I listen. Well, I just like love the POV of him walking in and all like the basically ostensibly like lesbians are all just like you get <laughs> yeah, the fuck out of here. here? Yeah. And then I love the first, the first thing he says to her like when he when he first approaches her after soccer, he goes, "Hey there, girly." It's like <laughs> what? <laughs> are you gonna yeah. charm her like that? But, well, yeah, that's he, what he doesn't know. Like. He's awkward. Um, hey there, girly. <laughs> hey there, girly. Um, and he also, when I was looking at Heath Ledger's smile, you mm-hmm. really. All I can think about is the Joker. He has such a fucking wide-ass smile. Yeah. R.I.P. He's got a um, nice smile. His hair, though, terrible in this movie. Um, yeah. So, okay. So now I'm done cutting ahead. They go. I'm trying to get to this party scene. So they go to yeah. the party, Bogie Lowenstein's party. And it's, uh, I think, Cameron and Kat go together, right? Cameron and B. Oh, no, sorry, Cameron goes Bianca. with Cameron goes with Michael Crumholtz. Oh yeah, Cameron goes with Michael Crumholtz. Cat, Bianca, and her friend go together. Cam, mm-hmm. uh, Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union, yeah. Yeah, they all go together to the party because basically same same thing. If Cat can go to the party, Bianca can go to the party. So they all go. Um, oh no, actually, he shows up at the he, Verona shows up at their front door. I, f- I forgot about that. So I guess they all go together. Yeah, but he he yeah she agreed. To go to the well, she kind of agreed, and then she kind of forgot about it. He shows mm-hmm. up at the door, right? So, so they all go to the party. Um, Joey Donner's there. I, I mean, he's such a douche, but he's funny. Like he is funny. He's a movie. dick, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, you know, Cat tells Joey stay away from you know Bianca. Joey brags that she, you know, he cannot guarantee she'll stay away from him. Cat gets mm-hmm. upset about that, begins drinking. Um, and then <laughs> iconic scene. This is one of the best scenes of all time. I love Hypnotized. This is my favorite. Like yeah. Hypnotized by Biggie Smalls is like my pretty much my favorite song of all time. And then she's just dancing on the table to it. Of course, uh, it's it's reminding me of Say the Last Dance. Last Dance. <laughs> Her weird like yeah. <laughs> no, Her she's weird very dance awkward, moves. But yeah, she's being very like seductive. Like yeah, yeah. She's like dancing on the table. She gets knocked out by the chandelier, <laughs> and then uh, Heath Ledger like carries her out. Um, mm-hmm. A couple other things that happen in in the in the party scene. Cameron like sees Joey and Bianca uh, away together, and he gets all fucking moody and Ugh, like he's yeah. mad at her, uh, which was like kind of like incel vibes. Like it was it very very <laughs> like, much. Like, like, why, oh. do, why don't you fuck me? Um, yeah, so very much incel vibes. Very much incel vibes. But like he's getting all depressed. Um, you know, he felt let on, even though she never gave him a. Uh, a hint that she was interested in him, but, but this is when Bianca's starting to realize like Joey's a creep. He's a Mm -hmm. loser. He doesn't really care about me. He just cares about himself. So she's starting Mm -hmm. to get, you know, she's starting to get that as well. So then they cut out. Heath is with a cat outside. Uh, For some reason, she's drunk out of her mind, but he puts her on a swing. Like, well, that's showing stand. some comedic effect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she can't stand, but let's put her on a swing. Um, so they're just talking, whatever. I mean, she's drunk. It's really kind of inconsequential, but she's feeling it. Like she's feeling a little bit. She's drunk. He takes her home and she tries to kiss him. And he's like, nah, she's drunk. I don't want to take advantage of her. And, and she gets pissed. Wait, but you can't forget the iconic line where he just says, Your sister is not bad and all, but she's without. And I'm like, yeah. That's the line. She's what? without. It's what just like a good line. Like I she just doesn't honestly, have it. Like she's oh. she's lacking. Like I, oh, Bianca. I, yeah. 
Oh, okay. He okay. was saying like, you know, I get that everyone goes after your sister, but she's without. And like, he's kind of implying that like you have something special. I just love that. Not not bad. Not a bad impression by you too. Not a bad impression. It's also, that was also like a full British accent. Like it was not Australian. <laughs> I know. It didn't sound um, I, But I the party, that. wait, did you get about the party that like the whole reason it was a party was because <laughs> David Crumholtz got kicked out of the business oh. club. <laughs> so he sets up the party as like a revenge scheme oh, to get back yes, on the business. Yes, kids. yes, yes. I didn't think it was a revenge. Like I knew, oh yeah, so the business kids really thought it was going to be a small gathering of like yeah. a gathering and then like a thousand <laughs> people show up. And I guess I forgot that David Crumholtz got kicked out of their group and he wanted revenge. It's like okay. a passing line, but yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so then we also have, uh, I think Cameron and Kat, Cameron gives Bianca a ride home. Mm-hmm. And... He was like, why'd you fuck me? Uh, like he's, like, <laughs> he's being really gross. Yeah. He's being like gross and like kind of like just like, you know, sappy. Entitled. Yeah, yeah, entitled to like fucker. Um, and he's she like makes out with him. So then they're like, oh, mm. sweet. Like this is working out. So, you know, he's, he's back he's, on. It's back on. He's like, I'm back on. Um, <laughs> I'm an incel. So, so the next day at school, <laughs> he, she fucking hates, cat uh, hates. Uh, he called her <laughs> because he didn't kiss her and take advantage of her while she yeah. was drunk. So this basically Cameron and, and Crumholz are like, all right, you gotta, you've got to embarrass yourself. She embarrassed, she, she embarrassed herself for you. Now you got to embarrass herself for, uh, mm-hmm. for, for her. So he pays off like the guy who runs the PA system at the, at the campus. And he's saying this is iconic. Can't take my eyes off of you on the steps of the, uh, or the bleachers basically. Of the mm-hmm. scene. Well, she's, well, she's playing soccer. I mean, great scene. First of all, though, didn't it seem very inconsistent with Kat's character that she would enjoy that? I no, like because I think they were, they were both, but like, he wasn't, it wasn't really like, sappy because it was kind of supposed to be funny and sort of like like he was doing a grand gesture i don't think it yeah. was necessarily like he was really being like oh you're you're just too good to be true but like it was yeah. very like it was a comedic thing too like oh, i love yeah. when he's taking like the huge jumps the across huge the steps. yeah, yeah. Um, he's running away from the average guards. average to above average voice his voice is okay i was gonna say what do you think about his voice not great not great but but not not bad enough where you're like okay i can't listen to this it was very like average to above average you know he could carry a tune he can carry a tune it was such that's like one of the talk about memorable scenes like that's one of like the best scenes from a like from a romantic movie like you don't everyone knows that scene like that is so she loves it but needless to say patrick gets detention he's basically getting apprehended by like the school security (laughs) so he gets detention and then cat wants to get him out this scene i hate Wait, why? I love this scene. So, like, she goes in to distract the teacher, who I think is also her soccer coach. Yeah. So she's like, she's like basically bullshitting about, um, like diversion, diversion tactics for playing soccer, and then she ends up flashing him, Mm -hmm. which I just thought was weird. I don't know. I just thought was very weird. So that so that Patrick could get out, and then they end up spending the day together. Uh, He, they're like on those like paddle boat thing yeah the paddle boat and then they go to like the paintball which is also like a very memorable scene because it was just a very cool thing like i wish i could go to one of those places it was such a like again again, like it was a small thing that you just feel like really stands out like for both of their characters like it felt like really good character development that they were going like you don't see that in many romantic movies like they were going on like a fun like paintball date i don't know it was cute yeah so they go on a paintball date they're making out in the fucking haystacks and you know everything's going well 
So then they go back to her house, and of course we got to find a reason for it to not work out. So we need we, tension, Angela. We need the tension. It's a classic romantic comedy arc. But they go back to her house. They're just talking, and he's like, "Oh, go to the prom with me," because um, Joey wants to go to the prom with Bianca. He pays he pays Patrick Verona three hundred bucks to mm-hmm. go to the prom, which also remarkably cheap he's like oh it's gonna cover the tux it's gonna cover the limo it's gonna cover everything i'm like man that's cheap ass cheap well he didn't get a limo i don't think so i don't know but whatever but yeah 300 Um, bucks (laughs) so 300 bucks and she's like oh go to the prom with me and then like she literally accuses him of having an ulterior motive after like two seconds he's like go to the prom with me she's like why why do you want me to go to the prom and he's like uh and then immediately he doesn't tell her but she like storms off because she well, something's wrong, right? Well, I think it's because it's out of his character to want to go to the prom. Yeah, true. But I and she's it was defensive very because I mean she's she's def- she's defensive. Yeah, she's got her guard up. So I, I kind of mm. get it. It was yeah, it was obviously like they had to make a fight happen, but mm. I didn't think it was like unbelievable that she would be skeptical of that. Yeah, I guess so. So she's like, no, they they have a fight, and then Bianca, of course, wants to go to prom. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also mad at Cameron for not like asking her out, mm-hmm. which, is, which they kind of glossed over. Like they're, they show like a tutoring session between the two of them. And she's like speaking in French to him, basically saying like, what the fuck? Like, why don't you ask me out? Yeah. But like, they don't show him ever asking her to prom. There's a few things that they skipped over that I, that I want to talk at, at, about at the end that aren't like huge deals, but yeah, that mm-hmm. was like a weird thing of like they, but then they just go to prom together. Yeah. Like, there's so, no like know. oh yeah. he, he didn't get the balls to ask her out or whatever yeah um so she wants to go to prom i think does bianca convince cat to go to prom yeah she's like please can you just do this for me yeah. you know and so cat mm-hmm. is sweet but the, is this before or after the thing where she talks to oh, about how bianca about about how, i think it was i think it's after it's after because i think they have the heartfelt conversation and then she gets mad so mm-hmm. she tells she tells Bianca that she slept with Joey freshman year. Yeah, that she slept with him once because everyone else was doing it, and then like when she was like, "I don't want to do this anymore," he was creep and kept fucking pressuring her. Yeah, right. So that's why Joey Donner is such an asshole to Cat, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they they end up having a fight. You know, it ends up, and then then they like show. And then, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say to me, she, so Cat actually feels bad about that fight. Yeah. Which, honestly, like Bianca was being an asshole, like yeah. basically saying like you're you're the guy who's into you was like a fucking sexual assaulty creep, pretty yeah. much. And then she's like, "You're such a freak!" Like, yeah. <laughs> but to make up for her, Cat decides to go to prom so she can show her that she, like she yes, cares. Basically, yes, yes. okay. Now we've got it. Now we've got it. So he goes to prom. She meets she meets um, Patrick there, mm-hmm. and then they you know they're having a good time. They're dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron and Bianca are, are having a good time. Um, Joey Donner shows up. Well, he shows up to the house to pick up Bianca and finds out mm-hmm. that he's already gone, basically. He goes to the prom. He's fucking pissed because he paid all this money to go to the prom with, with Bianca. And he confronts Patrick saying, oh, I didn't pay you to go out with with uh, with Cat so that this cheese dick could go to prom. I think it's what he said. Cheese dick mm-hmm. the prom with her. And then, of course, Cat overhears it. She gets super mad. Um, and then Bianca, and then Joey confronts Cameron uh, with Bianca and is calling Bianca a bitch or whatever. And then Joey punches Cameron in the face. He's down. Mm-hmm. 
And then Bianca beats the shit out of Joey, and they're like happily. They those the, two are like happily ever after. The punch noises on that were so I ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but can we talk about a side note of? Um... Oh, the band, the band, the band. Let's talk about that. The problem. wait, the band. Yeah, I want to talk about the, band. the dancers. Wait, oh yes, yeah, so, I mean we're gonna talk about a few things, but but I was gonna mention. Okay, so a minor character, the one who um, oh, David Crumhouse takes. I hate this. Susan May Pratt. Wait, why do you hate it? I don't hate her. Okay, so Cat's best friend is Susan May Pratt. I don't hate her, but I hate this weird plot that she like wants to fuck Shakespeare. Because they're trying to sh- like throw know, in a nod to Shakespeare. So weird. It's I thought it made strange. sense because like it, she. She was jammed she in. It did, but she plays like a character in so many '90s yeah. romantic movies. She's in yeah. "Drives Me Crazy." She's she's in "A Walk to Remember." She's one of the I think she's oh. Landon's original girlfriend yeah. in, the, in the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just like love her. She's very like pointy looking. I will say that she's she's got an interesting look. But I just like love that. I like the side plot of them like crumbles pretending like, to be like a Shakespeare yeah. character and like dating her. So yeah, that he shows up to, to the. So song. what about the band though? <laughs> The band, I just didn't like the the lead singer. She had a nice voice, but like the way she was like, I don't know, just the way she was acting made me annoying. And then they had like the, so they had the the main band and then Patrick Verona calls in a favor to like get Mm -hmm. her favorite band to perform. And then they show like the (laughs) dance. Did you see? The dancers? On the stage, the guys. Yeah. I hated that. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed (laughs) Uh, doing like it was very 90s 2000 like it was very the style was very late 90s early 2000s Um, where was our live band at prom i mean i only went to junior prom but like why don't we have a live band a dj um so (laughs) i just want to talk about that yeah they also the style was very like very loose baggy dress shirts not at prom specifically but in general but Bianca wore a tutu and a crop oh, top. Her prom dress was disgusting. She she's just like I just she annoys me though. Cats like, was nice, but hers looked. Her disgusting. hair was awful, but that oh, was yeah, of the, the hair time. Was terrible. That was of the time. Yeah. yeah. So the uh, we you know we prom's over. Cameron and, and Bianca are in love. Cat and Patrick are you know are you know at at odds. Mm-hmm. Bianca, you know, thanks Cat for you know going going to prom. Cat's uh, father allows her to go to Sarah Lawrence, which didn't really matter in the movie, but he's basically like, no, I thought that was sweet. Well, Although no, it was, it was sweet, like, but... it was just like he's, it's just like kind of implied that they have like a pretty good amount of money. He's like, well, I sent the truck. Oh, it's like, I mean, he's, okay. he's an OBGYN. Yeah, that's true. But I'm like um, middle class. <laughs> yeah, upper middle class oppression. Oh, I love the English teacher by the way. The English teacher. Oh, we'll talk about him at the end. Let's talk yeah. about him at the end. So I mean, this is the iconic scene. <laughs> so, yeah, we, so we go to we get to english class they had they had an assignment to rewrite one of shakespeare's sonnets mm-hmm. um with iambic pentameter uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and cat writes her her poem 10 things i hate about you yeah and um she's reading the poem and patrick's in the class she reveals uh, you know how much she was hurt by patrick mm-hmm. uh, can you give us a couple lines Ariana? <laughs> I hate your stupid combat On hair. Boots. I hate your stupid combat boots. The way you wear your yeah. hair. But, but mostly, most of all, I hate that you didn't call me not once. Yeah. Or whatever not even says. at but all. It's a, it's a pretty bad poem. Like, she's but mostly going to I hate the way I don't words. hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. I love um, that she kind of messes up when she's reading it, though. I thought that was kind of like... Authentic. She did? She, she, she stumbles on one of the lines. Mm. She's like, I hate 
and then she says something else like she yeah, messes it up she's crying um you know Pat- patrick realizes how you know how much she's how upset she is mm-hmm. he buys her a guitar and everything's forgiven right that's basically <laughs> the end of the movie Kind they, yeah, they really rushed like the, the the forgiveness scene. The forgiveness, yeah. Yeah, but it, makes kinda, it kind of it kind of makes sense though. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah, she like really liked him, and even while they're like making out at the end, she's like, "Don't you think you, you know you can't keep doing this anytime you screw up?" But that's basically the end of the movie. I mean, he he buys a guitar. Everyone's happily ever after. Um, what do we want to touch upon in this movie besides like the did you plot point? did you watch the bloopers at the end? No, there's bloopers. Yeah, they have some rolling <sighs> bloopers. And it just seemed like that movie, everyone bloopers. was having a lot of fun on the set. Yeah. Like, it seemed like Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger had really good chemistry. Like, I mm-hmm. loved them together. Um, yeah. The one thing that didn't, and this was something that caught my eye during the bloopers, is that they had a scene where Kat was, like, yelling at Bianca for, like, setting her up. And I'm like, why was that passed over that your sister literally, paid, like, helped pay someone? Yeah, they didn't really talk about how she was involved. Like, you wouldn't be mad at her. You'd be mad at her. Like, yeah. she was an asshole, too. But mm-hmm. that was, that they decided not to include that. Um, obviously, like, the English teacher is great. He's funny he's, as hell. He's constantly critiquing the fact that Kat is, like, basically trying to be woke, but all she can do is, like, come from her literal, like, upper-class white POV. Like, she's not (laughs) early feminism, but he's, like, literally, you're, he's, like, you're not, like, really touching on, like, all the problems. But I love that he just, like, flips out on her all the time. Yeah. She, like, even is, like, very genuine about wanting to do the Shakespeare assignment. He's, like, like, get get out of my class. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... No, it's, it's, I mean, I thought it was, it was interesting that they had him as a character, like, so early on in that. He's like, why yeah. can't we get a black man at the bookstore? To read it? <laughs> like, we can't even read a black man's book. Um, uh, no, he's yeah. a great character. Um, weird that JGL and Heath Ledger look so much alike. I mean, I'm sure this is good talk, but they have, like, very similar facial features. Um, Wait, Joan Jett was in this movie? Oh, was she the... Was, was she, she one the, of the... She must have been one of the band members. Oh, also Maybe. one of the scenes that almost brought down the score for me for a couple decimal points was at the very end when during the credit scene where the band was on the, the band was on the roof. <laughs> I kind of like that. It almost made me want to like rate this movie lower. Um, but well, yeah, I mean, it was very, it's, it's just a very good movie. The script is like, it's very funny. There's a lot of like small comedic elements. Like when Bianca's, <laughs> Bianca is have she's doing archery in gym and then mm-hmm. joey donner comes up behind her to talk to her and she just lets the arrow go and just shoots the gym teacher in the ass like it's it's very just dumb like small little uh comedic points that i thought were very funny he ledger great in this um his hair just terrible but he's so charming though i love when he's when when they're they get in a fight the first time and he follows her around from like the bookstore to the guitar oh, yeah. store and he's like lurking and they have like a really cheesy song playing yeah but he's like, oh, I'm looking for my copy of uh, the, fem- <laughs> the, the feminist, feminist mystique. The yeah. feminist mystique. Well, I also just really like, I don't know, I just thought it was interesting in the beginning that even even when he first talks to her, he's getting paid to date her, but he does smi- kind of like smile to himself when he kind of sees what she's like, like when he's watching her yeah. dance at the, the cl- at Club Skunk, I think it's called. <laughs> um, Club Skunk. And when she kind of gives it back to him, like, I don't know, like I said, I really like their, their um, chemistry. Mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i mean i just wrote up what's with her friend wanting to fuck shakespeare uh, <laughs> i still like that somewhat <laughs> but yeah i mean I, we love this movie um i mean it's not like i said it's not like a note it's not like a, a heavy note-taking movie in a, a, a deep movie yeah. but it's a very enjoyable movie it feels good performances good characters 
Yeah, I mean, well, it's interesting, too, because the 90s sort of did feel like it was an era of trying to bring Shakespeare to the media uh, with, you know, Romeo and Juliet, with Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm pretty sure it was around the same time. And uh, I think it's just like a good cultural moment. Like, I don't know, it has like a lot, a lot in it. I, I felt, I felt like, although there wasn't much to say about like the way it was filmed or it wasn't super innovative or anything, it's a very fleshed out like the characters are very fleshed out, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, very. Yeah, very good. I mean, I love. I love this movie. What's your uh, What's your rating? I gave it a nine point eight. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nine point eight. It's an ama- Okay, it's an amazing movie, Angelo. Uh, okay, your credibility you is lost. But... Wait a minute. But you, well, we've already discussed that this isn't. It's not comparison. It's not stacking against other movies on its own. This movie is a nine point eight. I gave it a 7.4. This is a m- movie that I literally... What? what? 7.4. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> That's 7. a good 4? movie. That's a good movie. I do enjoy this movie, but I'm never... I mean, I would never think to give it a 9. Are you alone, kidding me right now? <laughs> let alone the 8s. It's literally an amazing movie. I can't like believe I said, you just you... fucking said 9.8. On its own. If you gave it a 9, I'd say okay. But a 9.8... I would give it a 10 out of 10 if I could, but I knew you would yell at me if I no, gave it a 10. You can't give it out a 10 out of 10. There's no such thing. It's a perfect movie. I think it's a great movie. All right. I mean, whatever. 9.8 for Mariana, 7.4. Angelo me. doesn't both... like that I like low culture movies. <laughs> that I hope no, I'm not saying. Say, I mean, I like a lot of low culture movies. Um, like my... You'd give like the fucking Karate Kid like a 9.8 out of 10. No, I wouldn't. I, like. I, I love the Karate Kid, but I can acknowledge it's very like a cheesy 80s movie. <sighs> But it's so. I'm keeping it at a 9.8 for now. If we had to stack it, if we had to do oh, it I mean, in a yeah. list, it's we're not stacking it. It is hard to do that. I try to do that just to be, be consistent, but it's really impossible to stack one movie against each other. I like certainly same. better than the Notebook. I'd watch this. Oh, every this is a thousand times better than the Notebook. Yeah, um, that's might be a hot take, but it's 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 better than the Notebook. Not even not even close. Um, so yeah, that'll conclude the episode. Uh, for this week. I don't know what we're reviewing next week. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we have to think it about it. Um, but we might bring it out to the people, you know, if we have a couple suggestions. Uh, we're definitely doing Signs of the Lambs, for sure, during during Halloween. For time. Halloween, yeah. Yeah, but uh, we'll, maybe we'll bring it out to the people with some suggestions, see what you guys want to hear. Um, but thanks for listening. Follow us on social media. Um, we post some clips there. We post some collages that Ariana does for, for the episodes. Um, polls for the movies, all that good stuff. Um, you know, rate us on uh, iTunes, the Apple mm-hmm. Podcast. That's big. Also, download the episodes when you listen to them. That helps. Um, oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, subscribe. Yeah, follow, download the episodes. Stuff, review us. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, see you next week. Bye.